The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. According to a survey published by the Higher Education Authority, one third of students in universities and colleges colleges are experiencing serious financial problems. Accommodation, obviously an issue everywhere in Ireland, but certainly for students, is the singus, single largest source of expenditure, which average monthly rents reaching 469 euros a month. This is up from 415 euros when the last survey was conducted in 2019. So to tell us more about it, I'm joined by Asha Woodhouse, president of my alma Mater, the Students' Union in uh, University College Cork, and also by Ian O'Darty, who is columnist with uh, the Irish uh, Independent. You're both uh, very welcome. I-, I-, I might start with you, uh, Asha. Is this uh, more expensive than it used to be, really, or is this just not uh, something that students always have to deal with? Well, I think uh, university now is more expensive than it used to be. You know, we're in a climate, and I think this is reflected in the report, there's an increase in the amount of young people who are going to university, as well as other learners of different age demographics and things like that. Um, And there's a pressure on the housing market, I suppose, to facilitate that. And so what we're seeing is, you know, there's a lot more private complexes have popped up around the place. Um, There's a lot of increases in rent prices and things like that. Um, and with inflation, we've seen a massive increase in things like utility bills, food costs, etc. And all these things are kind of pinching, you know, the general population a lot more, but especially students and uh, by extension, their families who are often supporting them through their education. And um, so I think this report does reflect, uh, you know, that there is a bit more pressure now. Um, and there's a lot more social pressure now for young people to go to tertiary education and to get a degree than there might have been uh, some time ago. So is this really an issue for students or is this really just uh, an issue for uh, parents? Um, I think it's both, you know, um, and I think this came out through the report as well. A lot of people indicated that they don't depend on their family or their parents uh, to financially support them. They're financing themselves and maybe their partner supporting them or they're maybe getting a loan. And this would be quite common that a lot of young people might get a loan from the credit union, for example, uh, to support themselves through college. So, it, you know, uh, students are such a huge demographic um, and there's no kind of one mold fits all. Uh, there's some students, again, as has come through the report, that are being supported by their families. Um, so, you know, it's just it's different for different students. Um, but I thought it was really interesting, the report, that it did really come through, you know, that... Uh, the cost of accommodation has gone up. Uh, you know, there's other costs or other kind of external factors that are putting pressure on people um, now to, to support themselves through college. Now, Ian, uh, do you think that uh, this is just more of uh, students complaining and that actually uh, trying to figure out how to survive the, these tough times is just part of growing up? Well, when it comes to students, I mean, there's always a part of me who's a bit like Paul Caff, you know, the Steve Coogan character, bloody students. Um, but no, I've, I've, I've a huge degree of sympathy for students at the moment. Um, but the same way, I've a huge degree of sympathy for all of us because wages are down, inflation's up, the cost of living has gone through the roof. And again, what Asha was saying there is the, the real expenditure and the bulk of the expenditure goes on accommodation. Accommodation is ridiculous prices in this country at the moment. It's absolutely insane. Um, one practical solution I would have is that the government should have reversed their ban on bedsits. Like, when I was young, every student I know, I knew, um, they either lived in digs 
or they lived in bedsits, but now bedsits are seen as being not fit for human habitation. Um, whereas actually they were cheap, um, they were easy, you could move in, you could move out. Um, what we need to be doing is actually just making it that little bit easier for everybody in the country and that little bit easier for students. Rather, It, it seems now, and particularly if you're a young person, um, it seems that the state and society is just putting blocks in your way. But like as I said, I mean, the, <coughs> excuse me, um, the only surprise I had from the survey was that, you know, it wasn't that there's one in three suffering a precarious financial situation, it's that two and three aren't. Yes, I mean, it really, it does really feed into the, the big issue of, of all society. Asha, what type of stories are you hearing about the lengths uh, that students have to go just to find a place to live? Or also, uh, what strange accommodation situations are uh, students having to find themselves in uh, just to have a bed? Well, I suppose in, being in the student union, we come across all sorts of things. And obviously, the, the most critical pressure points throughout the year would be kind of uh, July, August, September, when people are really starting to panic if they haven't found somewhere by now. Um, and we have come across all sorts of things. We, particularly our welfare officer in the union, would get a lot of casework with students, you know, email requests and phone calls, even parents uh, phoning us, emailing us, calling into our office, things like that, just desperate to find somewhere. We also run an accommodation Facebook Facebook page and we could see you know the amount of people posting trying to post to get a room versus those advertising a room it's just the ratio is way off um, there is an accommodation office in UCC as well that we can refer students to but again uh, you know there's often not uh, something that's suitable or meeting people's needs some of the most ridiculous stories we've come across are particularly with international students who you know they've arrived to a room in Ireland and they've either been scammed or they arrive to the room and they find there's already two or three other students living in the room, which wasn't advertised to them at, them at all. And they are paying, you know, four or five hundred euros upwards of that a month uh, for this. I, I do appreciate that, you know, the, what, what Ian suggested around digs and stuff like that. And, and unfortunately, at the moment, we don't have much data around how many students are living in digs. And um, so something like that would be really uh, crucial to get a bit more detail on. But what we do find with students living in digs is that there's no legislative protection. Um, so they can often find themselves in very, you know, uncomfortable or sometimes dangerous living situations and circumstances. And they have no rights whatsoever. You know, they have no rights to get a deposit back um, or things like that. And, and if there's nowhere else for them to go, they're quite limited. So we do, we have seen students who, you know, are actually quite um, distressed you know, from like living in someone else's family home. And obviously that's not every case. Uh, you know, the nature of our work in the student union is that we tend to see uh, the, the worst experiences that students have, which unfortunately is a lot of students. Um, so so, yeah, so would you say, would you say that say uh, from, from 20 years ago to now in the accommodations office, that there's been a huge increase in distressed students related to issues around accommodation? Well, tw 20 years ago, I was a toddler, so I'm not exactly... Oh, so I thought sure, you might just have the, the, the facts on the difference. <laughs> no, I, I don't think the... I, I actually... I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I, I don't think the accommodation office existed back then. I, it I was did. It existed in 1994. <laughs> it is. It did, yeah. <laughs> uh, in UCC. So, you know, but I, I think that there is a lot more pressure now, and that's just with the volume of people. Like, there's, you know, the 24,000 students in UCC alone now. You know, that, that's, a, I'd say, about 10 times an increase, if not more, from 20 years ago. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, that large volume of people, you know, who are being squeezed into the system. And it's like, you know, on one hand, it's great that we have much broader access to education now. And I know the statistics that came through the survey around, um, you know, people from disadvantaged backgrounds, people with disabilities, things like that. Um, but we aren't kind of in terms of development, we're not the areas that people are having to move into and things like that. We're not quite prepared for that a lot of the time. And that's then where you get people who are maybe on the cusp, who are struggling a bit more. You know, we tend to lose them. They tend to drop out or they're living in really horrific circumstances or they're, you know, struggling to have enough money to eat and things like that. And those students are reflected through then a lot of the support services. So things like the student assistance funds, you know, that's all a 20% increase last year. And you can see in the amount that they were um, giving out to students. Um, that's obviously been supported by increases to the funds nationally from the government, which, we, you know, we got an announcement of this semester as well, and we were very thankful for because we were very concerned that we weren't going to be able to support the amount of applications that were still coming in. In the student union as well, we run an emergency fund, we run a food bank, and we run a, run a childcare subsidy fund. So we're distributing thousands um, to students. You know, they make applications, we go through an assessment process, um, and that's how we're keeping, you know, those students that we might otherwise lose out of the university sector um, supported and afloat throughout their time as a student. So, uh, Ian, obviously we're, we're of a different generation, but uh, people are uh, very much in agreement coming in on the text about your, uh, your bedsits proposal. But no surprise, here's the text then I want to throw at you, Ian. I think this isn't accurate at all. Students have always been broke. I lived on beans in college back in the 70s and often went weeks without hot water. Young people these days expect way too much luxury. It's all part of the experience from Brian. Well, there is an element of truth to that. I mean, we live now in what I call the age of expectation, um, where people expect everything immediately. Um, but the, you can't ignore the harsh reality of the accommodation crisis. Um, one of the things I would say in a broader sort of point on this, too many people are going to college. They're going to college and they're getting degrees that will be of absolutely no use to them whatsoever. And I've always been an advocate of, and I'm particularly much more so now, um, getting kids into apprenticeships to learn trades. Um, we'll always need plumbers. We'll always need electricians. We don't need somebody with an arts degree. So, <laughs> hey, Ian, take it easy. This is this is my only qual- <laughs> this is my only qualification. One day you could do one day on the hard shoulder. Come on, the arts degrees aren't as useless as you think. <laughs> or, 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 or gender studies. Let's you know because the world the world needs more. See, I think a lot of people now, they're doing degrees that only get them a job in academia, and it becomes this self-fulfilling kind of thing. But I do think on a relatively serious point, we will always need plumbers. We will always need electricians. And they're making more money now than, on a a median level, they're making more money than college graduates are. Um, So unless you have a very specific you know, if you're going into medicine or something like that. Um, if I had a kid, thankfully I don't. Uh, if I had a kid, though, I would be urging them to go and learn a trade. Don't bother about college. College isn't going to give you a hand. Um, just go and become a, plum- a plumber or an electrician or something like that. Okay. Um, you'll be earning money quicker. You'll be earning more money sooner. And it's, there, there will always be a demand for those people. This, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I thought we were going to talk about accommodation. End up, we end up with this sage advice uh, from from Ian Darty. Thank you very much, Ian, and and thank you very much, Asha. Definitely uh, a serious issue. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.